Hello and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the quarantine edition. Ready to have on the show this week, the boys from Major Malfunction. We've got Evan, Ian, Johan, and Sammy on the phone. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having hey. us. What's up? Great to talk to you guys. I uh, I stumbled across your post on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I was immediately hooked the minute I heard FKD. So I'm really excited to, to jump in. Um, but before we get too deep into uh, into that first tune that you've released, uh, maybe give it give us all a little background on the band and and where you all come from and so on. All right. Um, well, uh, Major Malfunction started off actually as a chance encounter uh, with with me with evan uh myself and and nate uh our our front man uh we were at a concert over at lee's liquor lounge rest in peace lee's liquor mm -hmm. and, and uh we were we were going to see ex mortis um we had there was a great lineup um but ultimately nate and i just kind of jammed out for a little bit doing doing the air guitar and air bass at the nice. front and af after we just after we just had some time in the mosh pit, we just uh, we exchanged Snapchat, we just Snapchat profiles, and then uh, he kidnapped me and took me to his parents' house in in Forest Lake. Wow, that sounds like an aggressive way to in, in, in great, ingratiate somebody into you know maybe being your bandmate. <laughs> not, not not really. I say kidnap it, kidnap in the in the sense that he drove me. He he was like, I thought he was he was another one of those uh, four one of those guys living in the cities uh being in minneapolis and all you, you see you see and meet a whole bunch of people living in the cities but it turns out he lives way far up north in <laughs> forest lake and ponies. Yeah. at least he's not from international falls <laughs> oh that would have been a nightmare but yeah we we just hung out for a while uh and then and then over the summer i think it was uh summer 20 19 i think so this was pre-pandemic uh so there were a lot of shows that we could go to uh we we just hung out in the basement and jammed for a little bit and then over time we got we got a whole bunch we got a whole bunch of other people leading up to sammy actually yes funny yes. story about my joining the band i had been on um band mix uh website looking for um bands to join for a while i'd been in for a couple months looking because i was still fairly young at the point not even 18 quite yet and um just struggling none of my friends played anything it was just kind of hard to get in um until i happened to message nate about major malfunction on his birthday and he loves to tell that story about how he was the universe sent him a birthday gift of a drummer for his band. <laughs> That's amazing. I felt that way before. Awesome. And and so Evan, how did you come to join the band? So Johan mentioned that I was at the Ex Mortis show. I just remember I was having like a really shitty week and just needed some time to kind of uh, get some negative energy out. So I brought Johan to that show mm -hmm. and it turned out he joined a band there and I didn't really think much of it. And I just offered to like design the logo and maybe produce the demo. But then about a year later, they were like, Hey, our former guitarist, Stevie, she called it quits. And then he got me into contact with Nate and I sent him off some of the stuff that I've done in the past. And he's like, eh, not really my thing because I was more into like the extreme metal, like melodic black metal, all the nerdy Viking shit. <laughs> and 
so Johan insisted that I join and it turned out that I was actually like a really good fit. Like they finally had someone who was like really wanting to kind of be a primary songwriter. Like Sammy writes plenty of songs, so we do that a lot together. But I was like, none the, of them are great, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bro? Okay, okay, wandering soul. Though. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> and then <laughs> yeah. suddenly in comes the Muppet. Yeah, a few months later, Muppet shows up, and I'm like, what is this lanky kid so, doing here? <laughs> all right, so my my two cents on joining this band. Uh, I had just sort of started. I had moved to the city, finally getting out of my small town of Belle Plaine, Minnesota, doing nothing. I'd played music for as long as I can remember. I have my own band, but we do punk rock and we're called Composition A. And I also just start a little solo stuff and I do projects all over. So I moved to the city after high school to start studying music production and audio engineering at school called IPR, which I no longer like to associate with, but that's just for canonical reasons. That's why I was there. And that summer, there were a lot of shows going on. So I went and saw like Iron Sheik at 7th Street and like The Descendants and just so many great shows. And the one that stood out, at least in this conversation, was Bad Religion at First Ave. It was my mm. first time seeing Bad Religion, which is just an amazing band. They're, they're just mm -hmm. legendary. Mm -hmm. And well, after the show, Nate kind of just picked me out and just just like spotted the one with the black flag patches and all the West Coast hardcore all over them and got started to talking. And he mentioned like thrash and crossover, which really wasn't my jam. But he mentioned like bands like Agony Reigns. And I was like, oh, you mean Matt, you know, Matt? And he was like, yeah. And then I told him the story about how me and Matt McGee from Agony Reigns were like best friends since preschool. And I have his first guitars and he was my first bassist. And we just kind of split as you do when you're like 12 and 13. Right. And I played punk and he he was like. He was, I was kind of against it at first. I was like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like my thing. I don't, I'm not really into metal or thrash like that. But he, he sort of convinced me. He came over and we hanged and we talked for a bit. And he decided, he, he, he asked me if I wanted to audition. I was like, I guess, sure. Yeah, what else am I doing with my life? And someday he came over to quote unquote audition me, which was basically just a, us jamming through a bunch of old Black Flag and Dead Kennedys songs that ended up with him shirtless on my apartment floor, winded out of breath, and I was in the band. That's an epic the welcome to the history. band story. Yeah. yeah. And then just because of like what I was doing with my life and my experience with all my other bands, it just kind of ended up working out that way that I have kind of the final pass with writing a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. i have the production and the engineering because i had access to a lot of equipment and just sure. experience so yeah it was an easy way to cheat to get music made yeah you know a couple of you have shared your your history in music getting started and things like that yeah um but i'd love to hear from each of you kind of what your your earliest musical memories are and some of the things that brought you along to get to the point where you were, you know, up for, for making this band happen? Well, for the longest time, I was classically trained in violin. I mean, Evan can also, because we went to the same school, uh, Alexander Ramsey, now it's called Justice Page. Uh, I was part of the 
or part of the orchestra, you know, viol violin first, violin second, violin, all the way from uh, middle school, all the way to high school. And at, and there was a little bit of clarinet in there for middle school band, go, go band. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, this, this one, this one little bit where it's like, oh man, violin, clarinet, maybe a little mandolin here and there. It's like, is that really gonna, is that really gonna get the girls? Because I was thinking like a teen back in the day. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Um, and then just because of pure association, you know, like four strings, like violin, four, um, you get the four string bass. And that was kind of my, that was kind of where my, I was most comfortable. So I started had playing. You, had you played the cello or the or the stand up band up band up band up? No, I I haven't. I I funny funny enough, uh, my little brother does play the cello and he also plays guitar. But I've never had a chance to sit down and steal his cello so I could fiddle around with that. Hmm. I see what you did there. Fiddle. Yeah, nice. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good touch. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so Johan mentioned that we were in middle school together. Um, yeah, he he's the reason I actually got into metal. So yeah. there was this one trip I was uh, playing the the friend group DJ, and he asked me to get one by Metallica, and I was going through like a massive rap phase, and I thought Lincoln Park was like the hardest, most intense thing in the world <laughs> at the time. At at the time, at the time, you, was... coming from the man who showed me Nile, that is righteous. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he he thought that Kevin Rudolph was by far the one of the greatest musicians at the time. Yeah, he's the guy who did Let It Rock, and I loved that song at the time. So then Johan asked me to get this like seven and a half minute monstrosity that starts out all like acoustic-y and boring. And mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's listen to like, you know, some whatever was popular at the time. Then like an hour in, he begged me to play one, and I was a changed man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun funnily enough, I I played through that whole i played through run on good on guitar hero 3 the best guitar hero video game ever and yeah. it made me a change man by far so i was able to <laughs> bring that over i was able to bring him into the light <laughs> the uh yeah that uh that was a hard that that song when played on the hardest level on guitar hero that's a challenge oh i love it but it's a challenge it is such a challenge. I never attempted being it though. Like Thirteen and trying to learn the actual guitar part. Now that's that's a whole nother challenge. Yeah, yeah. indeed it is. Indeed it is. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's exciting that you you all came together around such uh, you know such a monumental song. I mean, it really there's no way to uh, to describe one other than as as purely monumental. Yeah, it changed so, the whole it changed the whole landscape of what metal metal could be. Yeah. You know, uh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys are with me a little bit uh, before we got on the air, your, some of your influences, and, and you really have a wide range. You've even talked about it, you know, here, the hardcore, the Lincoln Park, the punk, you know, the classical training. But I'm curious to sort of get a sense of what you consider the core elements that are that make the major malfunction sound. I mean, what is what is it that makes mal major malfunction sound the way you do? Well, words, power trip. <laughs> okay <laughs> right that's a good frame of reference yeah yeah not far off there um i know that definitely a lot maybe not necessarily purposefully but uh, at very least in execution we tend to um get pretty close to warbringer in a lot of aspects with just mm -hmm. the extremity and uh how we play and the riffs we write and the lyrics and all that mm -hmm. uh, yeah but then you have the those and, oh, sorry my, my apologies 
You're fine. There's just like all the influences that we're coming from too. Just um, mm. like especially with um, Muppet, as you mentioned before, um, how he he has you know the final say on this stuff. Um, when it comes to like the recording and writing, mm-hmm. so he has so much of his influence that um, does lean in a bit. And uh, I've seen a song change from a pretty good one to a pretty great one just from his final touches. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And how, how did that sound gel? I mean, did you guys kind of have this in mind the, all the way or did you, was it sort of playing around? I, very it much was all accidental and accredited to Nate being some sort of a mad genius getting us all together and kind of making us find a common ground in uh-huh. between thrash and all of our other influences. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so much of because... like a conductor role that he plays, not necessarily conductor, yeah. director. Yeah. Like, much yeah. as he's not the most musical, he very yeah. much has like guided us towards yeah. this kind of sound, mm-hmm. not necessarily yeah, yeah. directly, but yeah. very much Ideas. so. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's a reason to the madness, and even like you have you have to understand like the underlying punk, the hardcore, but then when you have the added benefit of tech of technical work that mm-hmm. that Evan and Mupp bring, and then you have just the always ever changing ba- ever changing drums, and then I'm there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool because Nate was always very clear that we're going to be like you know a thrash band sort of on the yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on the crossover side and then mm-hmm. at the time when I joined I was taking a classical guitar class too and I absolutely love studying a lot of other music genres but my main genre has always been metal mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. being able to like you know thrash metal is really the epitome of you know what's great about heavy metal so being able to kind of distill all that awesomeness into one sound has been an absolute treat. I mean, it, it sounds a lot like your you know, sort of path to your sound reflects a lot of the early thrash. I'm a huge Anthrax fan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think about, you know, like the speed metal of Slayer and, you know, the, the crunch of, you know, some of those just moshable anthrax sax 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 it sounds like you brought a lot of those influences together much like those early bands did uh when the, the sort of thrash was becoming thrash oh, yeah. yeah definitely yeah well i mean we're always trying to find find our sound for better for better or worse but there's so much if there's so much influence we have to pay tribute to the greats that's why that's why we bring why that's why we have uh that's why we pull out our black flag cover that's why we <laughs> That's why we always say, "Bless us, bless us, uh, Lemmy, God of God of the bass, the mm. thick bass, yeah. to get us our our thick tones and all that." Yeah, yeah. early on Same. in rehearsals, um, "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath was always yes. our warm up. Mm. Yeah, wow. it, it's kind of insane too because like there there was like a good year back in high school when I would listen to nothing but Iron Maiden, and that's the year mm. that I discovered how to write music and sort of that edge has always stuck with me so there's definitely that more like melodic sort of new album influence uh, like all omnipresent in our sound as well it's, oh yeah it's interesting to hear you say that evan because 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 things that i notice and it's you know the technical influence in in your solos in particular really i mean now that you say iron maiden i'm like oh i see where that comes from yeah yeah it's it i mean it, it's really an interesting to me to hear some of those more technical aspects because it it takes you out of you know sort of a pure thrash and and brings you into a more you know sort of a melodic uh place which is kind of a nice 
interlude a nice ingredient into your sound. Yeah. A part of it is like, I want to say that, that we're getting into more technical thrash, but now that's really isn't the case anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more of the melodic thrash, as mm -hmm. you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's that. I mean, a bit of hardcore crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I noticed sure. that just when I joined, it was kind of like a whole meteor came through the front door of this band. And it was like you had this sort of idea of what we were all going to be. And then Nate was just like, this was it. We needed a wild card. And mm -hmm. just getting someone yeah. who had nothing to do with everything they were trying to do but gave it that crossover edge. Cause now I can come in and be like, yeah, but you can make songs like this because that's thrash. But mm -hmm. what if we take the label off and we just make whatever music that comes to us yeah. and then define mm -hmm. it later. And that seemed to change everything and everyone mm -hmm. in the band. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of been the key there is not yeah. trying to be thrash. It's just trying to be us. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what, that's what, ultimately the goal is is to be original be um be us and then let everyone else go that, yeah. that's trash <laughs> a lot of the time no it's like, thrash thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> add the age in there it's hilarious one of the solos um on one of the eps i actually solo over a uh, chord progression i stole from a south korean girl group song it's so there are so yes. many crazy influences over there mm -hmm. like we're trying to deliberately take from just the strangest places like throwing some dave brubeck licks here and there yay i mean this new this new song i wrote possibly for the next record is based off of the chord structure of a 21 pilot song so wow <laughs> yeah wide and varied are your influences for yeah. sure and mean and meanwhile I'm trying to I'm trying to pitch to the guys like guys we need to make a concept album that people who hate concept albums will like. Yeah, but I I made a band based on that already. And there's only so much of that I can do. <laughs> this band's supposed to be my escape from the weird heady concept punk stuff. It's not a it's not weird. It's basically a road trip album. Come on. <laughs> So, uh, so you guys recently released FKD, uh, the first song to make it into broad uh, distribution. Um, and I know you've recorded a few other songs, or you're in the middle of recording a few other songs. Are you are you working toward a full album? We are. We the plan is to have a EP out of the same name, Major Malfunction, and then later down the line, we have a our full album, which will include the four will which will include the original tracks fkd uh internal attack um what what's your damage being one of the title tracks of the, of this album and we have a few others that that we we can't wait to share with you guys in the future more, and just more about cohesive. songs for this album there are basically already written there's just a bit of you know touch up kind of stuff as we yeah. go further along with the rehearsing and uh they gotta go through writing that whole process but most of the groundwork is there it's just mm -hmm. around to it yeah. nice our ep is currently recorded mostly i mean some things are getting re-recorded but most of the like pre-production and overwhelming amount of getting the songs there is done for those. And then we've got to start that for the rest of the album, but then the EP has got to get mixed still. And then we'll start on the album because, well, I'm in a totally different spot now starting mm -hmm. this album than I was starting this EP. Yeah. So. Cool. And when, when did you first start laying tracks down on, uh, on uh, tape? 
Oh, this was probably last summer. We got Sammy into Studio Two at IPR, the school I was going at this at the time. We got to track his drums for FKD on a kind of beat up, broken and shoddy SSL four thousand G console, but it's still an SSL console, so it has that sound. Nice. And then I moved back home, and before I moved back to Belle Plaine, which is where I, where I grew up, uh, we, uh, we did Johan's bass and mm-hmm. the guitars just in my apartment there, but now yeah. I've got a more accomplished, more treated, and fully realized home studio that we're going to probably relay a bunch of stuff for the album over and where the rest of the EP has kind of ended up. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you feeling like this is going to be a pretty raw sort of stripped down uh, production or are you going to lay some things in uh, to add? I mean, just in the uh, demo that we're going to hear, there's, there's a few effects on like the vocals and some guitar passages that kind of go crazy. But then the last chorus has an 808 drop kind of subtly hidden Mm -hmm. in there. So we're definitely going for some modern sort of, big stadium studio rock production, but then hearkening back to styles of like Metallica's Ride the Lightning and the Black Album. Mm. Yeah. Always always gotta bring bring in the the Black Album because and the Ride the Lightning because not only are those kind of the 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 ones, the albums that kind of stand out not even uh musically, but also produced. Yeah. Yeah. And another one for that would be uh, P-Cells, of course, mm-hmm. just because I'm not huge into the the whole thrash scene like everyone else is. But since I'm producing this band, I kind of have to understand thrash production compared to everything else that I mm-hmm. usually do. So I had to get into a lot of like older Megadeth and kind of figure out what good even meant in mm-hmm. a thrash context. Right. So so far, only FKD, at least that you've released, has has vocals to it. The other, the other couple songs that you shot me, we got a good um, down here. yeah, I was wondering <laughs> where where those where those songs are gonna uh, win and where they're gonna get their uh, vocal treatment. I think Whenever the Nate be- has the gas money to get down to Bell Plain and we can throw him in the in the ISO booth and get him to do it. That's a road trip, you know. Yeah. Forest Lake is, yeah. you know, it's it's about five minutes from Duluth and Bell Plain is pretty much Fargo. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the loca- locations have have changed for, for Nate. Um he's he's he isn't in Forest Lake anymore, but it is it's still a road trip. Yeah. It's definitely still yeah, road trip. Indeed. I'm still out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I want people to have a chance to hear FKD. Um, but before we do, can can you guys can give us a quick preview? I will let you guess what the F, K, and D stand for. Well, I got the K and the D part pretty clearly. The F could be fight, but I kind of think maybe it's not. No, not at all. Stands for procreate, terminate, decimate. At least that's the radio Disney, Disney version. version. Yeah. No, no, no. See, what we what we have for the kids' bop version is is fun, crump. And dance. So nice. I like it. I, I smell it. We got all our bases covered. All our <laughs> yeah, all of our. I like it. Well, the beauty yeah. of it is, you know, we're we're in podcast mode right now. If we were on the actual airwaves, we wouldn't be able to play the you know sort of uh, adult oriented yeah. radio version of that song. 
Of course. Uh, yikes, but... that sounds brutal. <laughs> I was crazy just mixing this, listening to it for like a month on end. I felt like I was becoming a serial killer. <laughs> well, well I, you know, that seems like the best possible lead into the song. So let's uh, let's drop the needle, so to speak, on FKD. This is Major Malfunction.
wow, fellas, that was some pretty classic old school thrash. Um, <sighs> Yeah, that that's a fun a fun song. Every time, every time you just hear that that last little that last call out, you just get a whole big old face of thrash, and then you just let it ride out, man. You know, it 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 was one of those things where all I wanted to do was get in the mosh pit. The first time I heard that song, I was like, "Wow, yes. I can just yeah. see somebody slamming around with this thing." Yeah, that's Nate. That that's all Nate. That was the whole design of the song. That's yeah. again yeah. All, all comes back to Nate, which is mm. sad he couldn't be here for this right now. But man, he really does just he he has his vision and he knows what he wants the songs to sound like, what he wants you to feel listening to it. And yeah, yeah. we all really, get together yeah. and execute pretty darn well. I hope. I <laughs> I, you know, I I think so because we we've been tight. We've been very tight. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the fun, there are just so many fun elements around that. You know, Nate's, Nate's vocals, which are mm -hmm. really classic style. Um, not, you know, there's a lot of thrash bands now that are migrating to more of a growl. And, and, you know, I think he really brings that straight ahead, you know, just shout. That's really a cool component. But another thing that I really enjoy is, is that chunk, 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 you know, at the front end of a lot of those, those sections. It just is like, oh my God, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, this is Slayer. <laughs> and was, yeah so i i really dig the you know the old school throwback style sound that you guys are bringing you know with some of these more contemporary components so uh you put out a nice a nice first effort i'd have to say you talked a little bit earlier about kind of the writing process and a couple of you it sounds like take sort of the first first chair if you will uh sorry johan if that's a bad flashback to say first chair <laughs> <laughs> you, you you know i i was i was stuck in second chair for all throughout high school so so when you when you say first chair it's like oh man i want to get back in there <laughs> let me get him let me get back in there i was just a percussionist in high school so it didn't matter for me right uh, well of course trombone, it didn't i played trombone but never well so it was i was usually the uh the bass trombone part which meant uh nice. i was the worst player <laughs> <laughs> Drums are my calling a bit more than trombone ever was. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so how do you guys go about writing your songs? What's your What's your process like? Well, a lot of it comes from just just having a big old sit down and just yep. just d doing a whole little that that classic little weedly weedly or the dugga dugga dugga. You know, like just mm -hmm. fiddling around with our instruments and we're trying just to get too tired to rehearse anymore. And we're yeah. like, okay, but we still want to get stuff done. So. Uh... How about let's just write? Let's just bounce ideas. Yeah. yeah a lot of times they'll bounce off ideas that I might just come back to my place and string them together and try to compose like, you know, a whole song. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll just kind of sit back and watch like a hawk over the whole thing and notice how they work and plot how I'm going to throw a wrench in all of this once they're completely <laughs> yeah. comfortable with how the song has ended up. Nice. Yeah, it, it's funny, at least with FKD, that one, what was it like? Uh, the, the, the second rehearsal I was at with the band, you know, like yeah. I was throwing Nate some of like the, the really crappy riffs I wrote back in high school. And he's like, nah, not really my thing. Is this like as close to thrash as you can get? And I just kind of went home that night and I thought to myself, Evan, if we want to stay in this band, you got to write the best thrash song you could just out of thin air, just pull something great. <laughs> Yeah. And FKD came together in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I went to work the next day and had on, on my break, I was able to plug the guitar into the computer and demo the song out and then showed it to Nate. And he's like, booyah. Yeah. Uh, and goes the dynamite. Yeah. yeah. 
for one of our for one of our other uh songs internal uh we it, it was a collaboration between uh evan evan nate and i we we already had like some kind of a baseline for for internal mm-hmm. uh as we're as and we're and we were going along and then evan and just took all that just kind of chewed it chewed it up and then i remember we were just hanging out in one of his in his little in his room and we were just jamming jamming it for a little bit then all of a sudden you just have we we have the we have the opening baseline we have the opening riffs for internal tech i just kind of hopped in not knowing anything and it was it's a testament to the song itself of how easy i was able to just kind of pick it up and then of course after sort of rehearsing a couple times we get to these like sort of pre-chorus passages where i'm like hold up hold up wouldn't it be really cool if instead of whatever we were doing i think was just going from the verse to the chorus we uh, took the same sort of chord structure but did like a skate punk kind of banana banana thrash thing and then that added so much bounce to it and- yeah it, it sounds really organic. It sounds like you're really, you're all yeah. bringing uh, a little bit of something to the process. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's oh, not a single song where everybody's got a hand in it some way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll so, show guys like a skeleton to the song and I'm like, okay, finish it. I can't finish it myself, you know. Literally, how yeah. I feel, just getting like Guitar Pro wave renders of a demo and like some tabs and I'm like, I, I have to produce from this? What? If I had my way, I would just live track everything we do like at a rehearsal. Yeah, but... And then I would make the project out of that. But, but here's the thing, we all can't play the pedals like you do. <laughs> so so at what point does the does the vocal melody come into the mix and and how does the how do the lyrics get involved well funny that you asked that um i i mean as as nate said literally just yesterday um he waits for us to finally finish the song to make sure that it is genuinely that we're all happy with where we with what we want and then all of a sudden we, he could just comes in with the lyrics like like giving that slow meticulous uh just stating period then he just slaps some lyrics on it goes boom done next mm. wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow yeah there's there's a bit more strategy to it than that i'd hope um <laughs> from that, what he sounds that's how it comes off yeah, yeah most certainly um what uh it sounds like a bit more is like um once we've got all the songs done or the yeah. song completely done structure wise length all that kind of stuff he then knows like okay there are this many verses choruses etc yeah i'm mm-hmm. just throw some lyrics on over that mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean for the most part I, I feel like we've all agreed generally that uh unless you're dio you can't really make song structures off of vocal melodies <laughs> no you really can't you really can't yeah i can i can imagine look, how look out <laughs> that was very good actually. <laughs> uh you should have seen you should have listened to Scream Holy Diver in a basement. It was fantastic. <laughs> if I doubt <laughs> you uh you all have different levels of experience playing in bands. I mean you've all done it to a certain degree. Uh how 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 the writing process evolving as you've gotten more, you know, familiar with each other and your, you know, position in the band and so on. I mean, for at least personally, at first I was scared to write a song because I just didn't know how it would play out, you know. Um, eventually, as I got a bit more comfortable, at least for me, it kind of turned into uh, I write the whole song and then give it to them to make it good. 
Yeah. That seemed to work out for it so far. <laughs> I, I was used to at the end is it's never done. Yeah, it's never done. I in my other projects like Compe, I have spent the better like we're on year number nine and the record's not going to be out until year 10 i will rewrite a song for a decade before i feel like it's good enough mm-hmm. oh. yeah at least with me you know i was you know in a few um like i said like extreme metal black metal projects and those really went nowhere so i, I was used to like writing 14 minute melodic black metal songs but the thing is about that it teaches you to uh, create this very dense and chaotic soundscape, but also make songs a little bit more catchy, like add some melody in there and something for mm-hmm. the listeners to hook on to. So that's something that I've always tried to do. And that's the reason probably why most of our songs are just so catchy and earwormy. Like you listen to it the first time around, you're like, I know what's going on. I can get into this. Yeah. Part, part of my, part of my uh, songwriting structure is to just literally make snippets as you go along, and then I present to the group like, "Will this work? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Who knows?" And then all of a sudden, you just have you have freaking I don't you have something really heavy about a road trip. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I hear I hear some more advocacy for that uh, that concept album. I'm just saying, <laughs> real keen on that, <laughs> dude. One song as if it were the album like if a song were just kendrick's to pimp a butterfly and everything was just like every part of it was this vignette of something new and then it kind of somehow is cohesive by the end miraculously Mm -hmm. yeah and then you write a three and a half minute just banger yeah (laughs) of course yeah (laughs) i mean you know just can't just you just casually write a banger that may get you a Pulitzer, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah, how do you how do you smash 14 minutes of melodic death metal into three and a half minutes of raw aggression? Not without a Muppet. <laughs> Time, and like Time and practice. <laughs> well, you uh, you gave me a couple of other things to, to share. And, and uh, one of them that I, that I want to make sure everybody gets, gets a chance to listen to is uh, uh, depression. I'm a huge fan of great covers. Anytime somebody puts a spin on a, on a classic song, uh, I'm, I'm totally into it. And so you guys have chosen Depression, uh, mm-hmm. Black Flag, um, and then also re- redone by Pig Destroyer. Um, and I'm curious to know, first of all, you know, what was the inspiration for choosing that song? And, and how did you want to make it, make it, make it, make it your own? Well, we have, we have to give, we have to give back. We have to go back to the to the the beginning, so to, so to speak. We have to go back to when you have all the all the classic garage bands, which just just throw, but just be all crowded together. We're we're doing our we're doing like the big like in your face punk because that's where it all comes down to. We, it, you gotta give you gotta give tribute to the punks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, I'm I'm the token punk in this band, so we had to appease me in some way. And Nate ended up choosing a Black Flag song, which is what I actually auditioned with. So it seemed like a perfect fit. And then, and actually doing the studio version was kind of strange because I didn't really get the way that anyone else was doing their parts, and I did my parts last. So I just let. Sammy do his drums how he wanted to do and I'm like he's doing them so fast and then 
we had Johan come and do some bass, and then Evan just tagged in at the end of the session for the EP for his guitar, and it it didn't really make sense to me until I put myself over it, and I was like, okay, this is this is how you cover a Black Flag song. And I was like, ooh, now we're getting somewhere, and I did some fun stuff with like noise engineering, the sort of intro with like an 8-bit computer sort of high-gain preamp bit crusher where I just take the sample rate and the the bit size or the bit depth and I just kind of mess with those until you get these weird bleep bloop sort of beep crackly static sounds. And I just hap- so happened to have a uh, Danny Electro original guitar, like the kind of plasticky really light ones with those cool pickups around the house at the time I was tracking it and I thought this is the perfect guitar to do the solo on. And that's how we kind of made it our own with the sort of choices of gear and style and equipment while still fitting within the boundaries of the song while getting done with it almost 30 seconds faster than the actual song. Oh yeah. This for me, I was never really yeah. like into punk it's just never a genre that really connected with me. Like I said, the, the year that I joined, you know, I was in a, yeah. Yeah. See, that's why he's in here, but yeah, yeah, the, the the summer I joined, I remember there was one day uh, I was biking home from a classical guitar lesson, wearing a a K-pop shirt, listening to jazz on my way to the thrash metal band practice. (laughs) There are all these genres, but punk was just never one of them. So I, I sort of had to emulate like, you know, what they were doing and trying to figure it out on the spot. And there's this like so really cool sideways is. approach to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and that, it's very that's very much what not emulating so anything but yourself. Yeah. And, and then I got you into something like propaganda, which I knew would be up Evans Alley, particularly because it's oh, like that a progressive yeah. vein of really heady technical punk rock. Yeah. Shout out to Code 13, too. Like that's when it clicked oh, right there. When Muff showed me Code 13, mm-hmm. I am forever indebted to him. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, gentlemen, I want to I want to give a little tease to the song since it's not all the way done yet. We don't have any vocals laid down just yet, um, but I want to I want to give people a chance to hear what you've done with depression. This is major malfunction. Oh, so I cannot wait to hear that once it's all finalized. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I bet you won't. I bet you're waiting. <laughs> it's it's I just incredible. I'm so excited to scream that. Just I I have been waiting months to just lock myself in my closet for hours on end just doing that on repeat until I, I, I bet. Can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it it's really I mean it's very clearly uh an homage to to Black Flag. And the, yep. the original, but like we talked about earlier, it's very much your own. And I'm, I'm curious to sort of hear your thoughts around paying respect to what was built in such an icon, 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 and what you wanted to do to to make it special. 
Yeah, for me, it was all about respect and paying homage to and like Black Flag, especially like that first record. Besides, of course, the compilation, but like Damage with and the story of how they got Henry Rollins in the band and just kind of their history and the work ethic. It even like has spawned me to seek out getting their logo tattooed on me and so i i wanted to if i'm going to wear this flag is sort of as, as a play on words and sort of show the world my undying support and respect for a band and a sort of mythos and a culture like that early hardcore west coast anger and rage through the hard-working musicians that were black flag we had to do it like on point we we couldn't miss a single beat and so you know there it it it, 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 it's, it seems like it would be a real challenge to find ways within that and you talked a little bit about that you know just speeding yeah. the song up and just going you know, balls to the wall, but you also talked about some of the other unique sort of production value types of things. Are you, uh, are you thinking that you're going to continue to, to throw in a few covers like this over time? Yes. The plan is, uh, for our EPs, just strictly for EPs, it's always going to be a cut, at least a cover mm -hmm. of a song of a song, uh, either going into the punk, the punks, or even just something, something that we enjoy yeah, playing. Yeah, like literally any any song that we any like one cover for 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 an EP, for one of our EPs. And I'd kill to cover Autopsy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta focus in on our original works. I've been oh, yeah. begging them to do a Sodom cover, but then everyone would realize that I'm trying to turn us into a shitty clone of Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know I be. I'd be happy if we could do a a reinterpretation of of a Who song, or possibly, maybe, just maybe, Jimmy, Jimmy, can we do Jimmy. a Hendrix? Can we I do Jimmy? Boy, that's brave. Yeah, that's, it is. That's brave. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're we're brave and stupid. We're a bunch of boys. Come on. <laughs> In the thrash band, no less. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's, it's not like there's not precedent, right? I mean, Metallica has, has done, you know, full EP of covers, two of them actually. Mm -hmm. um, Anthrax did a full EP of covers and, you know, there's a, there's a long trodden path of, of thrash bands doing great covers. Yeah. Covers, I feel are a great way to show people what you're, what you were influenced by. Um, instead of, I mean, people, there's some people go be like, oh, another cover album like what what the heck dude mm -hmm. give you some original stuff and it's like dude you we can i mean we, originality is it's it's easy to it's easy it's i don't want to say it's easy to make because there's a lot of work to put into it but when you give back to the bands and kind of show people especially people if when you're in an audience like hey this is the stuff that we were influenced by this mm -hmm. is the stuff that we are listening to right now or this is what we listen to as kids mm -hmm. like that's that's something to kind of mm -hmm. remind people and cement the legacy that bands have made in the past well, it adds mm -hmm. a little context and and you know nuance to how people interpret your your own music right exactly mm -hmm. so you're we're working on nailing down a few more songs 
When, yes. uh, do you have any expectations to release any new videos or any new tunes in the near future? Well, um, like I'd give it like three months before we've got the EP to a stage where we're about ready to put the whole thing on blast. It's going to be four songs, including FKD and our cover of Depression, and there might be some visualizers or music videos and artwork going <laughs> alongside that release. We also we do have, have that kind of stuff in the works uh, as of now. Um, we also have promotional material taken recently that we're yes. uh, working on getting prepared for release. <laughs> yes, we yes we have one of our we have a very special uh, session video that we've got made by Ma by Matt McGee of uh, Agony Rain. Shout out to Agony Rains. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. And and so where where do you think the band will go? What's your what's your vision for the the long term? uh future for the band one day at a time just take it <laughs> one day okay. at a time um, i want to end up on saturn i want to be the biggest thrash crossover band of saturn <laughs> honestly you get connected with elon musk if you want to get there <laughs> yeah hey if <laughs> andrew, like andrew wong... wong or something yeah right. andrew wong could be in space we could be on saturn That's um right. <laughs> if anything i want major malfunction to be a start to a major to to be start of a major new uh wave of of rockers and dreamers out there i mean we i mean we may be one of many that's gonna that's gonna come in the future but hopefully we'll make a big enough impact in the local scene and who knows maybe people can can take can find us in target and go Hey, is that the one fucking guy? <laughs> I wanna, I wanna really take this band and kind of do a little bit of genre redefining and almost undefining. So to mm. kind of break people's expectations, because I, I came into this band as someone who didn't listen to thrash metal, and now having worked with these guys for like a year almost two at this point yeah it's almost I've two years to come around and love what we make so in the same way that this band has opened and expanded my mind to accept sort of different styles of music that i didn't find to my liking at first to sort of redefine that for people and really oh just because something's heavier intense or extreme or metal or given whatever brand or genre they give it doesn't mean i can't still enjoy what's going on here and then to yeah. someday maybe down the line break that mold some more and really become our own thing where do we send people to find out more where do we get people to connect with you well check us out on instagram uh and tw and twitter we put we have both of those uh we also have our facebook page live under the same name major malfunction uh if you want to check us out on twitter you you could just look at uh at you could look us up at at major underscore m band or or check us out on instagram on of the same title we also have a youtube page yes we have our very own youtube channel where right now it's just um, it's just, it's just, uh, the demo for FKD, but coming soon, we'll, we will have our session videos. Fantastic. This has been a great conversation. I'm, I'm loving your tunes and, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. So Evan, Ian, Johan, and Sammy, thanks so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thank it's you. Been a blast. Dude, yeah. We're putting up with our chaotic energy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's what makes you guys who you are. <laughs>